It is the dead middle of November, November 15th, and I am here with my good friend CJ. CJ, how are you today? I am fantastic. Uh, it's exciting to be kicking off season two of Golf Beans. It's a brilliant idea. CJ, are you too young to remember the Brady Bunch? I saw some. I saw it in syndication, a few episodes. So um, with the Brady Bunch, you know, they came on as a TV show, and then by the time the seasons went on, and they realized it was so popular, they got to do things like go to Hawaii. So I feel like we're in Hawaii because you have provided us for season two with a brand new mic setup. I think that we'll be louder, we'll be clearer, be funnier. That we're going to have to, I'm going to have to be careful because I have a loud voice to begin with. Now, just so everybody knows, because I, I, I know people had mentioned to me there were times in season one where the auto quality wasn't great. And that's because we were using one mic that I think I bought for $25. Now we each have our own mic in front of us. Uh, mine is, it actually has blue coloring and yours has, well, it turns per, it, it changes color. Season. Yeah, it's like I mean, a lava lamp. It is. It's just next level. We've taken it up a notch. We both have our own track. I'll be able to mix it, maybe pump up the bass a little bit. And I understand that you're going to put intro music that you played yourself with one of your collapsible guitars. Is that yes, that's that's all true. That's amazing. We are really. This is it's, season two is kicking off. We're we're classing the joint up a little bit. Well, that's great. I'm very excited about it, CJ. Um, so as we get into the season, obviously we should have a theme for the entire season. Do you have a thought on theme for this season? And is the well, season going to extend all the way? For, is this an annual? Are our seasons annual? I think this is probably season two, the off season, leading okay. into uh, next year's smart. tournaments. Yes, yes. Um, I do have uh, some golf to discuss for the upcoming week. Good. Um, my goal for the last few years has been to sniff a single-digit handicap. I got down to 10.0 earlier this year and then skyrocketed yes. when I hit a slump. Well, uh, um, But I have a chance this uh, this upcoming week to get get below 10. And why is that? Because um, you're playing next golf and you're going to post those scores? No, or? I'm going to Florida. Okay. I'm going to Florida. we got annual trip now. Um, four of us. Do like the couple days before Thanksgiving, and this is your boy right. Messina, who, by the way, I spent a half hour with last night. No way. That Nishotic, yes. Okay. I saw him. Yeah. Chatted about his. He's moving to his Brooklyn. Move to uh, to New York. Yeah. Um, so with Messina, Sam Deer Bakerly, Nick Chunius, we did Tobacco Road last year. Yep. Great course. Remember that. And we're doing uh, we're doing Sawgrass uh, next week. And you think that's going to help your handicap? It's it, you know. If I can, if I can sniff out a good round there, maybe break eighty six. I think that's the number that gets me to uh, to nine point nine. All right. So, can I share some thoughts on that with you? Bring it on. Number one, you don't want a single digit handicap unless you can play to it. So, what you don't want is newspaper scores, right? Which too often, too many of us have. Like I know when we play. Have I played the the game with you that we've been playing a lot of the 20s game where you have to take 20 scores yeah. over the course of the 18 holes? One thing I've learned about that game is as the as the game progresses and you realize there's only certain scores you're going to take, it becomes a true newspaper score game. Like you're picking up if you're going to make a bogey because that score's not going to count and you put down the bogey that you probably wouldn't have made anyway and it's a newspaper score, yeah. right? 
And so, um, but you're supposed to get you're supposed to give yourself a two putt if it's outside five feet. Right, but you know how it is. Yeah, get, get, I mean, or it's right around that thing. You don't even know if you're going to make a five foot putt. But yeah. um, my my concern is I've seen a lot of guys. You know, we have a lot of guys that we know who are sandbaggers that like to have higher handicaps than they deserve. But I see on occasion guys that have lower handicaps than they can play to. And number one, they always lose money. And number two, it doesn't last forever because if you keep posting your scores, it's just going to go right back up. Yeah. But what you want is you want to be able to have that one day where you open the gin app and it says 9.9. And then it can go as high as it wants after that. You that's just want just that. You I want just want it. that one right. day. I want that screenshot. I like that. I think that's, I mean, you know, and that's I'm not, an admirable yeah. goal. Yeah. And I, you know, Mark Nelson's been helping me. I'm doing a, a tune-up with him tomorrow night at his, at his simulator. Can you leave for your trip when? Sunday. Okay. Um, so we're doing. We're not going to do a full, you know, swing swing change or anything. It's just going to be. He's been really helping me to. Were you going shorten. indoors with him, or are you going to do indoors, it outside? Indoors. Tomorrow's supposed to be sixty. Yeah, I'm doing it at night though at his at his house. Okay. Yeah. But um, it he's helped me a ton. He's got my. He's really shortened my backswing. Got me striking the ball nice. So um, I'm going to try to work with him on the driver tomorrow. Make sure I get off the tee, and then we'll see what happens. Okay. I, well, I wish you luck with that. That's, a, that's an admirable goal. Yeah. And uh, if you were a 10.0, you were that close. I was that close. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's like one. one. That had to be early in the year. You were playing decently well in the beginning. Yeah. And then my back, then my backswing got too big and everything fell apart. Okay. Um, CJ, uh, 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 mentioning golf, like I said, 60 degrees tomorrow. I actually am going to play tomorrow. At Conquer Country Club, Ooh. and then maybe I don't think I'm going to play Friday. Although I hear a lot of guys are playing. Are you playing Friday at Mashadik? I'm playing Friday. Yes. Yeah, I heard a lot of guys are playing Friday. Um, I can't. I have too many things going on. But um, and then the weekend, it just goes right back to being. So it's like this one little window. Yeah. That we'll have for two days, and that's the way November is. Look, I I think that if a couple of things. Number one, did you know that in the old days, and are you on the golf committee? I am. So in the old days, the turkey shoot used to be the weekend prior to Thanksgiving, which made sense because number one, more people are around. And number two, you're not coming right off the aeration, which is like they do it now the week of the aeration. Right now, I believe that if you rolled those greens, they actually wouldn't be off. Yeah. And then the turkey shoot would, would have some meaning. Now, I think they got off it because you just never know what you're going to get. The course could already be in temps, but you don't know that. But the way things are now, I think they could plan, just a suggestion for the golf committee, that you go back to moving that sh that turkey shoot to right, because that's why it's called the turkey shoot. Yeah. It's, just, we're not shooting turkeys in the middle of October, yeah. right before Thanksgiving. Um, who won it this year? I actually didn't even know who won it I, this year. I, I think only four or five people played it. Oh, uh, okay. I don't even know who won it. That's yeah, the problem. Maybe there wasn't even a really winner. Almost every other tournament that was played, I think I know who won. I, I, I mean, it, it's hard to remember, but I certainly knew at the time. This one, no idea. And I'm yeah. sure they put an email out. I don't even think I looked at it. I don't think there was one. Because we were, you I and I were supposed it. to compete for our rightful places on top of the leaderboard, but we both didn't play. Yeah, it was a bummer. Well, it was a disaster. The weather was a disaster. Um, I, I do want to tell you, I. You're playing Conquer Country Club tomorrow. Have you played Belmont? I'm sure I have. I don't quite remember. Is Belmont? Yeah, Belmont's the one that, like, one of the holes is right on uh, Trapello Road. Like, if you hit the ball too far, you're on Trapello Road. Is that Belmont? Uh, I think so. Are they in the Twilight? They're in the Twilight. Then I've played. Them. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a great. The front nine is 
awesome. The front mm -hmm. nine is, is, is beautiful, great. The back nine's a little spottier. There's one hole that is probably the worst the hole I've ever played. The par three that has the, uh, the, the chain link fence on the left side, is that the hole? That's the, that's the hole. It's a par yeah, four. It's terrible. It's a par yeah, four, it but it, yeah, like it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You're going yeah. over the parking lot. Um, I think it's, it's really got, strange. I think you nailed that. The front nine is really nice there. Then there's a little bit of a stretch in the back nine that's nice. But you're right. Yeah. There's some strange holes. But why do you bring up Belmont? Um, it, it was a it was a great course, but I, I heard a great story when I was there. Um, they told us at the tee box, look, you got to get a hot dog at the Snack Shack. They're they're amazing. They yeah. they were incredible. <laughs> but the yeah, guy the guy the uh, the guy working there. As he's cooking, I noticed that they had like eight of these kits scattered around. It was human bodily fluid cleanup kit. And it was just odd to me that there were so many of them. So I was like, do you get a lot of action with these things here? Like, what's what's up with that? And he said, well, no, thankfully, I haven't. But sometime last year, I guess Bob Kraft brought Dean Spanos, the owner of the Chargers, to Belmont to play. And he choked on a hot dog in the snack shack and the person working there at the time had to give him the Heimlich and save his life. Wow. It's like an incredible story. Like, and so that because of that, they loaded up on these kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Well, that's the, Bob Kraft's always in the news, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some good stuff, some bad stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, he, I've never seen someone look more sad than he did in Germany. Yeah. He, they're, they're just, it's all very pathetic. I almost can't. I would say to you this, though, CJ, right now, today, would you rather be a Patriots fan or a Buffalo Bills fan? Because here's my perspective. Patriots. We Patriot. know we suck. Yeah. The Bills are just coming to the realization that, was that they just, suck. <laughs> that was, you know, my neighbor Colin's a Bills fanatic. Oh, is and he? So he loaded up. He got some neighbors and some friends loaded up on a bus, went out to Buffalo for oh, that no. game, for that Monday night game. Oh, no. And that game was an atrocity from the Bills' perspective. Just... Bad penalties, bad turnovers, well, bad the, everything. The, the, the penalty right at the end. The 12 men on 12, the field. How do you have 12 men on the field for the game-winning field goal? And the guy who's like at the back doesn't count the bodies. Isn't that his job? Yeah. And isn't the special team coach's job to make sure there's 11 guys on the field? Yeah. That was astonishing to me yeah. that they missed. And, and by the way, the, the Broncos didn't do themselves any favor setting up for that field goal either. They yeah. didn't manage to clock properly. They were running people in and out. The whole thing was a mess. Yeah, that was awful. The the quality of play in the NFL, I think this year has become unbelievably substandard. And I think that's because they've been screwing around with the preseason. I just don't think these teams are ready. And then what happens is a lot of them get hurt. And now by the time you're in midseason, you have, you know, the, 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 the quarterbacks, most of the quarterbacks they're playing you've never heard of. And that's not NFL football. So I have a trivia question for you. Okay. First of all, it's it's in a, in several parts. Okay. Part A. Who leads the league in interceptions this year? Josh Allen. Who leads the league since 2022 in interceptions? I'm guessing Josh Allen. Who leads the league in interceptions <laughs> since 2021? I'm guessing Josh Allen. Who leads the league in interceptions <laughs> since 2020? Are we going somewhere with this? Who leads the league in interceptions since 2019? Wow. And he's, who leads the league in interceptions since 2018? So it isn't the coaching. He's throwing some picks. He throws picks. Yeah. He His, his thing is... He's got such a cannon of an arm that he thinks he can put, 
you know, peace and the peace shooter. Yeah. And not in the NFL, you just can't. Yeah. There are some windows you shouldn't throw into. Yeah. There was a buddy of mine was texting. I think he hit the nail square on the head. He said that the 13 seconds game, the divisional game against Buffalo, when he had to play hero ball yep. and it was successful, yep. basically fried his brain. Yep. I agree. He's just been in that mode ever since then. He, that's a really good point. I, I, I think that the Buffalo Bills just entire aura changed after that game. Because they thought they were going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they had a, they, they probably would have won. I think they, they were already playing the parade. Yeah. And just that was astonishing. It was unbelievable. And you know what? The, this is a town, as you know, that has had many frustrations with their football team. I went there for they went to four Super Bowls in a row and didn't win any of them. Yeah. That's I mean they should have won they should have won that first one, the kick they went didn't. wide right. Yeah. And then they, I mean that was that was there was that stretch where the NFC won like fifteen straight Super yeah. Bowls and like just the AFC couldn't compete. Yep. No, because they they had I mean they had the Redskins were good back then, the Cowboys, the Niners, you know, they were all good and you couldn't beat them. But yeah. It's, it's funny how here we are, and I know you're a Lions fan, and by the way, as you know, I am now an honorary Lions fan. I'm loving the Lions. Um, it's a fun team. But here we are as kind of, at least for me, rooted Patriots fans just wallowing in someone else's, you know, despair. And who better than the, than the uh, Bills? And right behind them, the Jets. The Jets had another tough loss, and they hate... Uh, what's his name? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. And I love that too. It's like you're always happy when someone else is miserable. Well, <laughs> yeah. They had their, I was reading this morning, they had their players only meeting yesterday to say, like, yes. you gotta write the ship. And, yeah. you know, they have. Of course, Aaron Rodgers was on uh, the Pat McAfee show, and I caught a, a piece of that. He's just, you know, he, I don't know if you know, he's the head coach. Yeah. But he certainly oh, talked yeah. like he is. And the GM. <laughs> Jesus. Well, That's a dysfunctional team. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it, what what do you think are the odds that he actually comes back and plays well, this he, year? Are you asking me or are you asking him? Because he's telling people a hundred percent. I'm saying not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. But I think he's doing this to, well, a because it keeps him in the spotlight. And he hates not being in the spotlight. And b, I think to give his team hope that there's some light at the end of the tunnel if they can stay close. But there's no way that he's going to be able to play that soon after an Achilles tear. Yeah. I don't care what technology is out there. Achilles take time to heal. How much are they wishing that they had just traded for Josh Dobbs right now? Yeah. What about that? Well, again, it's still early. Let's see how that goes. But certainly he's been great. Better than Zach For the Wilson. Vikings. The Vikings. Um, how bummed are the Bills that they didn't trade for Josh Dobbs? Uh, great. They they could have had him as a backup. Everybody yeah. could have had him as a The Pats could have had him as a backup. He'd be a starting quarterback yeah. right now. But, uh, yeah, it's just a mess. I, I would tell you that in all the years that I've watched football, and mostly Patriots have never seen a situation where you pull your starting quarterback with the game on the line and a chance to win with a two-minute drill where I think they had – they may not have any timeouts left, I don't remember, but they had the full two minutes, if I remember correctly, yeah. which any quarterback in the NFL, that is plenty of time to get down the field, especially against one of the worst defenses in the league, who had just lost two of their defensive linemen during the game. It was a, it was an abomination. Yeah, and I love the, like, the 
Bizarro World, Dan Marino, Fake Spike, throws, know, throws him a triple coverage. What, what does Bailey's happy think? Who does yeah. he think he is? Yeah. And then he looked at the, like, like this. Now, the, in fairness, he, though. He was like, this is going to be legendary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in fairness, he didn't see this, but there was a Colt offsides on that play. Mm. Clearly offsides. If you look at the replays. Okay. Um, and my initial thought was, you know, a lot of times a quarterback. He's just chucked down there. He has a thinks, play, yeah, yeah. But. He 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 couldn't have seen it because he looked down to do his fake spike, and by the time he looked back up, that guy had come and gone. So there's no way he could have seen that. Well, he that's interesting. He might have someone might have called it out. Like you know, that, can you imagine like a lineman possible, calling because out, oh, that would say terrible. Like throw. someone might have said free players because he was looking around for like he was looking for a flag. Yes. After that, I would tell you that was a terrible throw, but it was the first throw all game that the quarterback stepped into and actually threw on a line. Yeah, Matt well, Jones is just I don't I don't even get it. I don't get it. He threw a changeup. He the, 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 forget the the pass that got him benched because that just that there's I, I've never seen anything that bad before. But he threw another bad throw in the end zone. Hunter Henry that was over him and yeah. almost got intercepted. That's terrible. And he just every throw he makes he makes off his back foot. He clearly is afraid to get hit now. And granted, he got hit five times, right. but. He's afraid to get a hit, which, look, I, you and I understand because we're not getting paid to be NFL quarterbacks, but when you're getting paid to be an NFL quarterback, you can't be afraid to get a hit. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah. You wouldn't want to, I mean, think about you standing in the lounge and, and, and having Eric Rickenbach come after you and hit you. That wouldn't be fun, but you're not getting paid for that. I hate to tell you, Matt Jones is getting paid to take hits. Yeah. That's You, you earn that money, and that's what you have to do. Yeah. So... I, I, have I, no I don't get it. He's more. still on his rookie contract. Um, yeah, he's still making good money. But, and I don't think he's going to get a big deal anytime soon. No, I don't, I, he'll be a he'll he'll be way back up. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what the Patriots will do, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a downtime. The good thing for me is I've gone through Patriot downtimes. My, my son, who's 30, doesn't know the Patriots as a shitty team. That's so and weird. They were so bad for so long. I know. And so I'm comfortable with that. I'm able to adjust and pick up an honorary team like I'm doing with the Lions. Um, but there's going to be a whole legion of fans out there that will just tune out. You know how people are now. Yeah. The people have such social ADD. They're just going to tune out. They'll become absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. Well, absolutely irrelevant. That'll be great. Then it'll be easier to get decent tickets at Gillette. Yeah. When other Do you even want to go? I mean, yeah. who the hell wants to go anymore? Um, the Lions are interesting. I mean, they got blown up by Baltimore. Just that was a bad game. But I think you know they have Dallas coming up in a few weeks. That's going to be well. Who they a real playing? Test. Someone this week on the road. Oh, they pl- who are they playing this week? Well, they played the Chargers stop. on the road. Yeah, that was week. a good win. Um, they are playing. They're playing some of their favorite, but I thought they were playing someone. Deep. Oh no, they're playing the. Are they playing the Bears this week? Yeah, they're playing the Bears. Okay, so that's not They're at home for the Bears. Who are they playing Thanksgiving Day? I'm looking forward to watching the Lions for the first time ever on Thanksgiving Day. They're playing at home against Green Bay. Oh, nice. They're going to destroy Green Bay. They'll be favored by like double-digit points in that game. Then they're at New Orleans. That's, you know, not not an easy game. Yeah, they're not that good. Um, Probably against Jameis Winston. Yeah. At Chicago. Wow. Then they have Denver at home, and Denver's suddenly looking yeah, Denver's, decent. Denver's not bad. At Minnesota, yep. at Dallas, and then they close at home against Minnesota. So, so they so they feeling, really do have it right in front of them. I mean, they feeling like a thirteen and four kind of year. Yeah, could be. That's a fantastic. Probably record. a two seed. Yeah, two or three seed. Yeah, they so. they wow. 
Go Lions! Yeah. We'll get a home game in Detroit for the first time. That would be the, fir- the first time in that stadium that yeah, they would have a home, home playoff, playoff game. game. That would be great. That would be great. Let's hope they stay healthy. Um, and they and they stay together. They're, they're a good team. they got a great offensive line. they got a serviceable defense. I don't know how they're winning with Jared Goff, but God love him. I mean, he's gone to a Super Bowl before, so he's not awful. And I'd take him over Matt Jones any day. Yeah. But he's but, also, I think he's got some good talent around him. And, yeah, you know, I don't they got think... a good running back. they got a good receiver. Yeah, I don't think Jared Goff is going to go out there and Josh Allen a game and win it by himself, but he's not. They he's also not going to. They're a much more complete yeah. team. Yeah. So, good for them. So, CJ, on to, on to bigger and better things. Um, I had the opportunity a couple days ago to watch the Celtics beat the Knicks, who they clearly wanted to. I, I don't know what was going on there, but they clearly had something going on that day with the Knicks because they wanted to beat them. They only they used their playoff rotation. They only went eight deep. Um, you know, the way this is shaping up now is they're an eight-man rotation with uh, Pritchard, Hauser, and, uh, and Horford, I guess, coming off the bench. And uh, occasionally they use Luke Cornett. But this team is insanely good. Yeah. If they, if they, a lot of fun to watch. If they don't get hurt, and I'm worried about Persingas because he always gets hurt. And if they put in the effort when they need to, granted, they're, you know, they're not going to win. I don't care if they win 65 games. I just care... That they're at the you know, they have a good seed at the end, and, so that and healthy because I don't even think last year as it played out that home court advantage meant a lot. So I don't even know if home court advantage means anything in the NBA. Yeah, it, it's seeming to be less and less of a thing across all sports. Yeah. I mean they lost to the Heat and they had home court advantage on the Heat. They almost lost to the Sixers and they had home court advantage there. I I'm not I'm not a big believer in the home court thing. I think you're better off. Managing the minutes, making sure the players are healthy, and that you're, and also really solidifying. You know, if you're too young to remember this, but when the Celtics were good with Larry Bird, they had a very set rotation of who came in, who came, when they came in, who came out, and it rarely ever deviated. I guess sometimes based on if someone had the hot hand, but they were very, very consistent, and I think the players reacted to that. You know. Positively, because they knew exactly what to expect. Well, they're just used to they're used to playing with certain people, and I yeah. know what to expect. With they can almost anticipate what's going to happen. Yeah, based on what's going on. But the, the Celtics are going to be good all year. The Bruins are going to be good all year. Thank God. We we you know we deserve that. We haven't had a championship in what four years? Like three, five four years. years. Yeah, I mean that's just really it's been a real dry spell here. <laughs> CJ, what do we have to look forward to? Um, as we get into the deep dark winter, um, I've been working on that. I've been doing some work around the house. Um, I, I don't know. Winter's always tough, man. Like I, so I got a couple sorry, things for you. Okay, bring it. One that I have to mention. So you're you're aware that I play paddle tennis at Nishatik. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a little sense because um, you know, we're going to start growing our paddle audience with this podcast because I've included them in the paddle conversations I mean in the podcast conversations um, the one that here's a couple nice things about paddle it's at least two nights a week during the winter where you can go out and drink okay which is has value uh, it gives me something to do competitively in the winter it gets me out at night in the winter which you would normally never think to do um, and it's a lot of fun and there are 70 they, they just put out uh, you know Justin Adelson our friend Justin yeah he kind of runs the 
paddle distribution list, the email list. He's, he's very well involved in the, uh, in the paddle program. And there's 75 guys on that distribution list. Okay? We have 100 in, in, in our tournament. That's not far below that. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's done a great job recruiting people. That I'm on that list. I don't think. Oh, I'm, you are on the list? Yeah, okay. I don't think I'm going to play paddle anytime soon. But, um, yeah. I didn't know you were on the list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, he does a great job. I will tell you who does an, an unbelievable job. Is, I don't know if you know uh, Kevin McGrath, who is our captain. I think I'm, so I don't know how he got sucked into this, but for both, we, we have two teams. One plays Mondays. And one plays Tuesdays usually, and you know one team is in Division Three and one team is in Division Five. Mm -hmm. And Kevin has to, Kevin runs both teams. Now I think he has to because like they they had this thing in paddle called a PTI, which is a totally bogus metric that's supposed to kind of replicate handicaps in in golf, but it really doesn't. Yeah, and. So I think Kevin's directive is every time we play a match against another club, you, you have to put your teams together so that the combined PTIs are close to the guys you're playing. I think, I don't know this, but also there are guys who by rule can move between both teams, the three and the five, I happen to be one of them. So I can actually get called to play twice. I can play twice in a week. In fact, this weekend I played Sunday and Monday. Okay. And Sunday was makeup, but um. It's, it's great fun when we're home, we hang out in that hut, and then on the outside, have you ever been in that hut, that, yeah. that tennis hut? On the outside, they have the, uh, the, heat, the heaters yeah. that you can stand under. I was standing under one last night because I went to watch the, the, the guys on Tuesday. If you're right under that heater, you're going to get like cooked. And I know you're big into turkeys, and we'll talk about that later, but um, uh, it, it's great. And they provide food. Every night there's dinner. Now it's not good dinner necessarily, but it's dinner. Okay. And so it's there's a lot of camaraderie. You're, you're selling me on paddle. Yeah. There's a lot of. I mean, you know what I would like for you to do is just come one night to one of the one of the team nights. You'll know most of the guys. I think you probably would know more guys on the D five team than the D three team, just because I know your circle of friends. Yeah. Um, but this is. And you would you would see it's 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 actually really cool. But this is so it's. A bunch of people show up, and then we have two guys out there playing a match against another. Well, team. there's three courts, so there's oh, okay. six. There, I mean, six versus six. Twelve guys playing at once, and so like it. Most games we have nine lines. Sometimes we have ten. So every hour, and theoretically, a match takes an hour, but it doesn't always work that way. Every hour, we have a schedule. So I either am playing at six or seven or eight o'clock. You know, scheduled usually the night before, and then. But normally, if you're the eight o'clock one and everything's been pushed back, you might not even get on the court till eight thirty. Yeah. But you know, you have things to do. We bring we, we do a collective beer uh, bring. So every seven or eight weeks, it's your turn to grab beers. Uh, it was my turn early in the season. And they, the guidance is to bring eighteen beers, and I brought a hundred just because <laughs> I didn't want to be short. So uh, I brought like a 30-pack of Bud Light, and I brought a 24-pack of um, PBRs. Yeah. PBRs went just like that. Of course. You know, I, every, these guys all bring their fancy-schmancy beers. And granted, I like a good treehouse every once in a while. I just got heady topper from my son-in-law who went to Vermont. I'm not putting down the fancy-schmancy, but every once in a while, it's nice to go back and have a man's beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And PBRs are, are true man's beer. Are you... 
are you playing these matches like paddle right hand, beer left hand? Um, I mean, not not literally because I think that'd be difficult because you have to use your hand like to toss and everything, you know, when you're serving. But um, figuratively, yes, okay. yes, I have. We do some pre gaming. Not all of us. Some some guys are purists. You know, like my friend Dino doesn't like to. Like my friend CJ doesn't like to drink when he plays golf. Some yeah. guys are purists and they wait until after their match. Again, just like with golf, I find it to be a soulless, joyless game without a little bit of buzz going in. But it also makes me play better. So I do a little pre-gaming. Sometimes on my own. Sometimes I meet my partner beforehand. Sometimes I meet somebody on the team beforehand. Sometimes if I'm playing a late game, I just get there early in pre-game. Uh, and then we do some post-game. We've had some good post-games. We've had some tepid post-games. But you just never know what you're going to get. Okay. But the other thing is the D3 team, the, the higher level team, is undefeated and it hasn't even close. Hmm. So I think that... Is that the St. Jean, yeah. Rendo... St. Jean. I play a lot with St. Jean. Rendo plays with Pastor. Trancino plays with um, Gru, uh, Mike McClain. Um, Conan Reedy plays a lot with Tony Tomato. Um, Mead plays with uh, Hammer a okay. lot, I think. Uh, and there are other guys. JK plays. Uh, Brendan and Ellen occasionally gets pulled in. He's more of a D5 guy, but he gets pulled in D3. Slash, uh, Alex Hesterberg, do you know him? He plays. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're a real wrecking ball. It's When we're good, it's pretty scary. Okay. Because, you know, Rindo and Pastor always play the one line. Rindo's like, Fantastic. Matty Pastor's like, he's no better than me, but he's playing with Rindo, yeah. right? So he never loses. Yeah. Uh, you know who else plays is Matty Pastor's wife, Katie. Okay. I played with her one week and we won. Nice. So Kevin McGrath obviously plays and he's organizing and playing. He's like a player coach. He's, okay. he's amazing. Right. Kevin wears a cape most of the time. But um, he's very, you know, Kevin is so understated and does it so seamlessly and you know it's just so behind the scenes you know what I mean yeah. and like everything is just always organized and set up when you get there I, I, I think people might take it for granted a little bit but shout out to organizing Kevin. like I do and you do you we I understand how yeah. uh, how much yeah, it's time a, that takes yeah it, it takes a lot more time yeah. than, it, than it seems like it does yeah so yeah good so good paddle talk I'm hoping that yeah. you'll uh, show up just show up. You don't have to come to play. I'll just go be a fan. Show and be a fan. Then maybe you'll look at it and go, yeah, I could do that. And then and then you come out and play. Rickenbach plays. Love Rickenbach it. is not good. Yeah. But he plays. Didn't Crooker get a major injury playing Supposedly, pedal? well, I mean, if Crooker got a hangnail, that would be a major injury. I mean, yeah. I mean, right? Let's, so all, let's all put this grand, in perspective. All salt. I'm playing with a rotator cuff tear, and I keep playing. Crooker literally, if he had a callus on his big toe, wouldn't play. We, we do understand that, right? Yeah. It's just the way it is. Uh, Driscoll was supposed to come out and play. He hasn't come to play yet. So, look, to each his own, but I'm telling you, if you have an opportunity to get out of the house for a reason in the winter, why would you not take it? That's fair. I'm so, in. I'll, I will be uh, there. Um, did you want to talk turkey? I, I would like just to <laughs> Look, CJ, I love you to death. And we all have our things. I get that. But what you sent me the other day was absolutely <laughs> disturbing. That I was disturbed when I saw it. I went on Amazon to buy a brine kit for my turkey for, for right. Thursday. And when I bought it, it popped up this suggestion for this like 
very sexual looking turkey <laughs> smoking device. <laughs> it looked. It has to have other uses. Yeah, I mean, it was disturbing. <laughs> when you that. showed it to me. So basically, to visualize, you would. It had a platform and then like a, a for lack of a better term, a phallic looking thing. And you would stick the turkey so the phallus basically goes into the turkey. The cavity, yeah. Right. So I'm going to share with you, this is why I laughed when you sent it to me. And why I am, thank you for the invite, but I am not coming to your house for turkey <laughs> dinner. Um, yeah, I don't have the insurance to cover that. Back in the old days, before internet, when if you were a young, virile teenager who was learning his sexuality, one of the things you would fall back on was Penthouse Magazine. Okay. I don't know if you're aware, Penthouse used to have, uh, uh, one of their big features was the forum letters, where theoretically, uh, people who read the magazine would write in letters about their sexual experiences, okay. which I think was all just, you know. Yeah, it's, it's got to be made up. Yeah, and the reason that your picture reminded me of it was the first form letter I read one time, and I might have been, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, I don't remember, was about a guy who was cooking a roasted chicken in the oven and decided during the time that it was cooking that he was becoming sexually attracted to it. And <laughs> eventually had to pull it out of the oven and satisfy himself with it that is deeply disturbing <laughs> but you this is it, it's guarded me clearly for life and then you reopen that wound but this is the best part this is a nice at, therapy session we're the, having here at the end of the, of the letter it says that he served the, the, the chicken to his uh guests with the stuffing and they all commented about the interesting flavor of the stuffing <laughs> that is horrifying. So you, so you literally reopen that wound for me. That wound is I, easily fifty years old. It's not your fault. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, it's not your fault. Don't do that, CJ. <laughs> it's not your fault. Very good, very good, CJ. That was uh, that was that that brightened my day on whatever day. I just couldn't believe it. That thing is that thing is terrifying. <laughs> I want no part of that. And uh, mental note: if I run across penthouse forum at an antique shop, I'll immediately burn it. I, I yeah, I, you would never. I mean, I actually tried to Google it and find that one story. It would be impossible to find. Yeah. But it was classic. Thank God. Maybe maybe someone out. We have a lot of perverts that listen to this podcast. Maybe <laughs> someone has I, it. I think I think uh, our analytics say it's hundred percent perverts. Listen yeah. To this oh podcast. really? That's yeah. good. Well, that's good. And we're we're finally appeasing our crowd. <laughs> yeah. um, CJ, uh, to wrap up here. Uh, what did you think about the fact that the Beatles put out a new song? Uh, the technology was much more interesting than the song yeah, itself. Yeah, the song was not that good. But kind of cool that they used the technology that they used to get the audio on good back. I to agree. Kind of pull it, it, I, I don't really have that appreciation for that. I think that you do. But the song itself was like, it sounded a lot like some of the songs that, you know, yeah, that would be B-sides that you'd never really take Well, to. you know, the story is that... Um, when they were making the Beatles anthology and they released uh, Real Love and Free as a Bird, mm. that this was one of the songs that they were talking about recording. And George Harrison said, not a chance. One, the audio stinks. Yeah. Two, the song sucks. Yeah. 
Well, really? So yeah. he dismissed it. He, he dismissed it entirely. <laughs> and they released this one with the blessing of George Harrison's estate and um, John Lennon's estate, but it... it so they basically yeah. had to wait for George Harrison to die to publish this song. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> he was like, we'll do this over my dead body. No, yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll I accept. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, it... I think they. I also think if you think about it, if you're the if you're Paul McCartney, not that he needs the money, maybe Ringo Starr does. You put that at that song out, and all it does is have everybody go back through and listen to their music yeah. again, which is probably all they yeah, wanted. That's, yeah, that's I sent you, if you remember, a a an absolutely complete. It was a Rolling Stone. Did every published Beatles song ranked yeah. from two hundred and something to one? Yeah, with each one with it with with like a paragraph of comments. Yeah. It was pretty well done. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't read the entire thing. No, I, just I went didn't through either. the top ten just to see. So, yeah, so I did start at the end just to see where songs that I liked fell, and some of the songs that I always liked were in the hundreds. You yeah. know what I mean? And and in the you know eighties and. I'm like, all right, well, this is this guy's opinion, interpretation. But, yeah, he, there's some stuff he didn't like that I was like, that's surprising to me that he yeah. didn't like that song. I mean, for me personally, I could do without the entire first two albums. Well, the, yeah, you mean the, the, the Poppy Bopper albums. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. But the, you wouldn't know the Beatles if they didn't have those two albums. That, I mean, I I just highly prefer their... They're of like, course, they're drug, they're drug. You're like their psychedelic yeah. era, and yeah. and there was a lot of creativity there. That's great. And then it kind of got crappy at the end when they knew they were going to break up too. Yeah. Although they found some gems. I mean, yeah. if you saw the uh, the show on Disney Plus when John, uh, when uh, Paul McCartney just came in one day with Let It Be, and he's like, "Yes, this is something I wrote last night." And I'm like, this, "I mean, yeah, it's one great. of the it's one of the great signature songs of all time." And he just brought it in. He pulled it out of his pocket. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're gen musical geniuses. Yeah, they Fantastic. certainly were. What, well, what, what do we have for time here, CJ? Uh, we're at like 35, 40 minutes here. Wow, already? Yeah. Well, it is season one. I mean, usually it's a double episode, season one. You yeah, because you yeah. got to set the parameters. CJ, we have no uh, other golf. I would say, and I, I do have to do this. I encourage everybody to go to X Golf. Uh, X-Golf is now a client of mine. All the X-Golfs, they're all over the place. And you and I have been there. It's, it's great. I love X-Golf. I'd like to thank them for sponsoring our new audio setup. Is that what um, they've done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, uh, you know, the ones that you and I go to are either in Wayland and Acton. They're all over the place. But the thing I like about it is you can choose a course that you probably haven't played or maybe you've only played once. Yeah. Uh, you can play a full 18 holes. You can get a beer. I mean, you know, they have food there, but it, it's, the food's not the, 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 the thing. Yeah. But you can go during, like, uh, I mean, you can play during football games because they have TVs everywhere. And we saw some familiar faces working there. Yes. There are guys sure. in, uh, well, Ian works, I believe, in Acton. I think he's back there this year. Okay. Um, there is an old Nishata guy that works at the one in, uh, in Wayland. But uh, the guy who owns Whalen and Acton is a former uh, Nashotic guy, Rob Granahan, who is also a very good golfer. He's like a four handicap. And he's a great guy, and he's doing well with them. CJ, we might want to consider getting a franchise. Because, cool. you know, what's funny about these things, what's ideal about them, is you have to work during the winter, but then there's nothing going on during the summer. So you go play golf during the summer, you keep it open in case there's a rainy day, I guess, but you make all your money from basically October through April. Well, that's a great winter activity, man. And, and and it's clearly a winter uh, business. You can't put this like 
down in Florida, where you can play all the time outside. Yeah. Well, maybe in the summer. Has to be in a winter. In a winter. A winter maybe in the summer you set up a ski simulator or something. Oh, see, Jay. See, this is why. This is why. <laughs> the things just, just pop off the top of your head. All right, CJ, we're going to wrap this one up. And um, uh, look, what, what is going to be our our uh, goal for season two, shoulder season two, once a week? Uh, yeah, well, I think we'll pop them out as, as often as we can, you know, holidays and such. Permitting. I, just, I do notice that uh, that a lot of the podcasts that, you know, we're competing with, like Joe Rogan and, and, and these other ones, um, they are weekly. At the very least. Yeah. So I think we have to just be more, you know, our fans clamor for consistency and we haven't been doing that. Yeah, there so were people protesting earlier this week outside my house. Right. Asking for content. I, I know. So. I get emails all the time like, you guys suck. I haven't yeah. heard a podcast in a while. People rely on them. Uh, two guys told me they rely on it. They turn them on as they're going to bed so it can put them to sleep. And I'm like, look, do whatever. As long as you download it and like it, I don't care what it does for you. Yeah. Wait till they hear the turkey story, CJ. We're going to get well, a lot of different reactions. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All, right, All right, CJ. Great to catch up with you. Thank you for the mic system. Uh, can't wait to hear how it sounds. And uh, we'll talk next week. Sign us out, CJ. All right. Peace out.